<laughs> That's how I do it. You know it. That's how Those you do it. Walked up in my space. What? What? <laughs> my boobs are about as big as your head. boobs. We gotta tell you how to get your <laughs> foot canceled. No, I think your boobs might be bigger, Art. It's they're nice though. They're turning into pecs slowly but surely. It's kind of nice. Push ups do something turn. about it. Push ups do something. They, they just uh, stop doing that. Stop what? doing that. Oh no, this is just stop. that area. This is that area. This is all. Gina, <laughs> don't you worry about yeah, that. Yeah. Don't worry about that, Gina. No, we get you get to look at mine. I get to look at yours. Whatever. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I forgot the topic of, of today. Well, it's not, it's not breast. Breast Colon. cancer awareness, although I did do some research. Although, like, that's the one that's the, like, besides the, um, what's the, so breast cancer is like really, like you'll get over that one. Colorectal is in there a little bit. And I think, I think it was, uh, what's the, what's the number one? Prostate. Prostate, you will recover, like at a, like, I just looked at the stats yes. this morning. Yeah. yeah. That's the number yes. one, like, most recoverable yeah. of all of them. But we're going to get into that. Yes. We're going to have to slate, and we're going to have to do our whole opening, and then we're going to introduce you. Connie's going to introduce you, get the, get the ball rolling, get the thing talking about. So we're going to try and be professional here. Let me fix my hair. Is that where the nipple rubbing came in? <laughs> that's, just, that's just what I do sometimes. That's <laughs> just what I do. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go. Let's start the show. All right, let's go. I'll slate. Ready? I'm Art. And I'm Connie. And this is the Get Up Team podcast. And yes. this is Art and Connie. And today we have a special guest. So today we have Gina Kay on with us. And um, I'm just going to do a little awareness around colorectal cancer because it's colorectal cancer awareness month. And um, so we invited Gina Kay to join us today, who's going to give us some information um, about uh, colorectal cancer as well as um, some personal anecdotes. So welcome, Gina. Hi, thank uh, you. Welcome everyone to the Get Up Team podcast with Art and Connie. <laughs> Gina, you got to tell us about colorectal cancer month. I said that five times fast and it made me laugh. I think we had a little bit of a <laughs> we had a little bit of a joke about it, didn't we? We just want to call it booty cancer, right? Booty, booty cancer, booty cancer. Tell us about it and tell us about your experience. Booty Her cancer stinks. Um, and it just <laughs> I was gonna make I was gonna make up those little booty booty shorts and have have it have them put have it put on there. That's booty great. Cancer sucks. Booty cancer stinks. <laughs> the booty stinks. does stink. That's right. It stinks. It stinks. And you know it's been kind of in the um, in the spotlight in the last few months because of Chadwick Boseman. He was really young. He was what forty three. Yeah. 43. He suffered a lot, a lot. Um, and it's really sad. And colon cancer is still 
it, for cancers that affect both men and women, it's the second leading cause of death yeah. in the United States. That's kind of shocking because yeah. it's a cancer that really is preventable and preventable by getting a colonoscopy, which is what we all love to do. Oh, I have a story for you about that, Gina. You're gonna, I'm gonna let you keep what? going, but I, I got a story. What? I do. I do. Well, let's hear it. Oh, no, you gotta, tell us, you gotta tell us more. You gotta tell us more about, okay. So colorectal cancer is cancer that's in the ass of it all. It's up in there, up in the ass. How does it it's even in the colon? Well, there, there are cancers of the rectum, which are a little different, and the okay. anus. If okay. you know, is that just for That's fun? Let's though. throw that in. Um, but those are different. The, those are, I mean, in the same general area, but 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 different. Um, well, and the one like, like actual area. And I guess we should also just say that um, I mean, Gina's had experience with this and how many years has it been now it's been 10, 10. it's been 10 years mm -hmm. wow okay yep. so yeah so 10 years ago gina was diagnosed with colorectal cancer and thankfully <laughs> gina's still <laughs> here to tell us about it and give us information exactly. um because there are some things i didn't know that that it is one of the cancers that is treatable and also preventable. And preventable. so that was something I didn't know. And so, um, yeah, my, my doctor is one of, uh, he's kind of a bloodhound for um, promoting, promoting, promoting screening. And one of the things I'm going to quote him a few times. Um, one of the things that he always says is that cancer of the colon is something that's preventable, not just treatable, but preventable by the colonoscopy because if they find polyps, which are precancerous growths, that they find those during the colonoscopy, they remove them. And by removing them, that stops the cancer from being able to, um, be, to well, form. the growth to become actual mm -hmm. cancer. Um, and it's, if people, I know people are really, really scared of colonoscopies. They, I think in the United States, they said, uh, like over 50% of people will skip the colonoscopy, even though it's recommended for everyone after age 50, I think it should be earlier, but um, it is recommended earlier for people who have cancer in their family. So if mm. there's a history in your family, you are, are recommended to get the colonoscopy about 10 years before wow. the age of, of anyone in your family who, who had it. Well, that's so my dad died. Was that <laughs> anybody who had cancer or uh, colon cancer. cancer? It's recommended oh. that you get the colonoscopy 10 years before. Like my dad got it when I, when he was 50 and he died when he was 50. So that's kind of what prompted me to get it early. Around age 40, I started saying, I should probably do that just to be proactive. Ha, ha, ha. I didn't, I had zero <laughs> symptoms and just thought I was going to get the old Pat on the back. Good, Good job. For you. <laughs> and I guess I did anyway, because I, uh, um, they found it at an early enough stage and, and uh, all they had to do really was cut it out. Wow. Okay. And cut it out. Okay. That's cool. So no chemo or nothing like that? No, my doctor was one of, uh, he was doing a study with UCLA and at Cedars Hospital and they were, 
asked if I would be part of it because he really believed that um, if, if it was nowhere else, because colon cancer, I don't know if everyone knows that, it's, it, it, if it goes beyond the colon, it can go to the lungs, it can go to the brain, and that's, that's obviously, that's it. You know, that's, so if you can get it before it goes anywhere else, then you don't necessarily need the chemo or radiation or some of the other really wow, harsh that's amazing. treatments. Yeah. And Let me tell you something, that? Gina. I yeah. had a colon screening. I had an experience. You had a colonoscopy? I had it. So this really? is what, ha what had happened was. Good job. I haven't. I was, feel Gina, like after talking to Gina, I'm going to sign I up got My brain wrapped around something's got to happen to me. Something's got to be wrong with me because of my lifestyle, how I live. Right. And I got real paranoid and shit. Yeah, good. <laughs> so I went to the doctor. I'm in my 40s now, but I went to the doctor in my 30s to get this. <laughs> the doctor says, what are you doing here? What are you, what are you doing here? I'm like, I need to know if something's going on. Something's got to be going on. I'm getting all the tests. I feel like I'm too blessed for how I live. I, I feel like something's going wrong, doc. You got to tell me what's going on. So get all up in there. See if you can find some shit. Or, well, you're going to find some shit. But, I mean, see what else you can find. And we're going to, to give me the bad news, right? Now, what I liked about this doctor is they put me into a twilight. Because I was nervous, okay? Look, there's sometimes where ass play is okay, and there's other times when you're nervous about it. This is one of those times when I was nervous about the ass. It's okay to be nervous about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling it's healthy, the, I can, in fact. <laughs> I can feel the twilight hitting me, and I'm telling the doctor all my secrets, <laughs> telling about family secrets. I'm like, oh, this, is, this isn't going to be bad at all. You know what, doctor? I don't tell you about your eyes. Your eyes are so beautiful. And I just don't know if anyone's ever told you about your eyes and your family. Have they seen your eyes? Is everybody knowing that you have the most beautiful eyes on the planet Earth? And, and, and then I woke up in a wheelchair <laughs> waiting for the car to pick me up afterwards. I felt nothing. It was a great wow. exam. It I was no done. <laughs> it was finished and done with. I had no reason to be afraid. I was there a little early, but like you said, there's a time frame to this. They did find some mini polyps, but they got rid wow. of it. And I was, I was free. I did, that wasn't my issue. I'm sure it'll be my liver or kidneys or something, but we'll get to that later. It wasn't your colon. Well, so, but no, you know, they got those polyps already. They did, yeah. Those so that's what up. my story is, Gina, that I went, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a weirdo, as y'all can uh, probably understand, and uh, I got through it, and it was painless, and it was proper, and it was done well. Go ahead and get it. I did it, and I'm telling you, I'm the kind of person that'll give you hell for all kinds of reasons. So I did it. I know anybody else can do it out. And wait, how long ago have you had another one since? Because that was had pretty early. Since. No, probably. You should probably do that. How often do you need to get them? Yeah, I guess that's the deal. Every ten years. So, well, and here's here's something important too, Art. It's um, I don't know the statistics, but for um, for African Americans, there's a whole different demographic 
on, they recommend that they get tested earlier. So that was, that was good that you did that. Um, um, but because they found polyps at that young of age, you definitely should be, be going back. For me, I had to go back every year because I had the cancer. So they wanted to be sure. So they tested me every year. After I had no polyps for a couple years, then they let me go. So it's been three, three years now. So it just right. depends. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Why not do a follow-up just in case? But the way the doctor, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're major or minor polyps or if it was just small or big. It doesn't even matter. Just just getting screening just 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 for the hell of it um, is yeah. is probably a good idea. And and the fact that it really um, it's not painful, right. it's not weird, it's not anything right. like that. I'll put out that kind of good. And Jim, you had a, sto a, a story about your insurance company and how they handled it. Yes, this is very important. And I know many people for many reasons d decide not to do particular things for their health based on what the health insurance tells them. Um, <clears throat> and that's where you have to be your own advocate and you have to really know yourself, know your body, know what you feel is right. I wanted to get screened early just because of my, my dad's situation. And I didn't have any symptoms at all. I felt better than I had ever felt in my life. And uh, I called the insurance company. They said, well, because of your history, you can get screened earlier. And they pay for it as preventative. So a week before I called to double check and they changed their mind and said, no, no, um, you have to wait until you're 50. So I said, oh, well, okay, well, my dad died at 50. So if you just want to wait till I die, then you don't have to pay for the colonoscopy at all. <laughs> yeah. The lady was like, no, ma'am, that's not, that's not how we see this. I'm so sorry. Do you see my point of view? I said, no, I see your point of view, uh, but do you see mine? <laughs> and I went ahead and had it anyway. And the joke was on them because cancer surgery is a lot more expensive than a colonoscopy. So they ended up having to pay a lot more that year. <laughs> and and I feel like that should be something that insurance companies think a little bit more about. If they started doing this as a preventative screening at age 40 on, how many more people could they save and how, how much money could they save because they don't have to pay for cancer surgery? Actually. And treatments and treatments. all of that. So, um, and all the a, trauma that people can. The trauma. Not, I mean, it was so stressful. And, and I, chemo and radiation. Right? That's really yep. hard on your body. And if you yep. could just get it at the polyp stage, it's in and out, yeah. right? You, know, you have this like <laughs> twilight experience and then they cut that stuff out and then you're out. And the, the, the insurance companies, I don't like that they're the ones making our health decisions because even after that, this is the same health insurance, I had to get a PET scan. And the PET scan is what they do to test to see if there's any cancer anywhere else in your body. So you drink this radioactive stuff and it makes everything light up like a Christmas tree. Oh <laughs> it probably could kill you if it touched your skin while you drink it and then it lights up. Yeah. <laughs> and they, my, my, doctor's office called to called the insurance just to get the approval and they didn't want to give the approval they said no and the the lady fought for me but she didn't have to do that but she said like this is normal protocol 
And then she called me and she said, I got it approved, but I just want you to know your, what they said. And I said, okay. She said, he eventually said, okay, fine. I'll approve it, but you owe me a case of beer. A case of beer? <laughs> and I said, Payola. <laughs> Excuse me? Payola. This is how the real world works. Yes. This is how the real was, world works. He was so glib about, oh, well, her life's worth a case of beer? <laughs> okay. Exactly how they and do. And I thought, I told her, you know what? I said, you don't owe him anything. I owe you. And I, I sent her a big basket of cookies. <laughs> but wow, wow, that was that was eye opening because I thought and decisions about your thing. I told you when my sister had a breast cancer diagnosis, always got not. her mastectomy and all that stuff. And then they uh they were for for the chemo. They actually the insurance actually changed her drug that was approved and that was the brand drug to a generic drug. They just changed it all willy nilly. She caught it too. She caught it, she switched oncologists, but they just straight just made that choice for her. Like, this yeah. is good enough. Don't you worry, take this drug. We know the other stuff is the high-end stuff, but this low-end stuff works. She was, she was appalled at an insurance. She was appalled at the oncologist. She was appalled at the whole situation. They make the decisions. They may, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that some of them are qualified to make certain decisions, but uh, <laughs> these are people's lives. To them, it's statistics. And yeah. to us, and it's our life. So that's that's where you have to say no. That that's that's not how it works. I'm gonna do what I have to do. And so it's uh and, and one of the things, and I told Connie this story, um, is you have to kind of uh, grasp on to things that make you laugh, things that um, give you hope, things that make you feel um, like oh. I got this. Come on. Mm -hmm. Answer it. And you're not the statistics. You are a person. Whatever the statistics are, they don't take into account you and your strength and your support team and all of the things that you have to live for. So, um, you know, stats are good. They're good to know, but they're also not you. And, what did you do um, to stay, stay happy? What, I mean, not to stay happy, but to keep your spirits up. What did you do? Well, <clears throat> it was uh, the day that I got the diagnosis, my, my roommate had been diagnosed with le leukemia just a few weeks before. And uh, I had promised him my bone marrow. <laughs> I was like, you can have it. It's yours. Whatever I have is yours. And then I had to call him and say, I can't give you my bone marrow. You don't want it. <laughs> and he said, what? I said, yeah. You know what? I said, I'm going to go to the beach. And I went straight to the beach. I always keep an emergency bikini in the car. And Hi, <laughs> I went straight to the beach and I thought, I need to have the cold ass Pacific Ocean on, on me and make me feel alive. And I, I don't know how much longer I'll be able to wear a bikini without a colostomy bag. And if I have to get a colostomy <laughs> bag, I'm going to call Louis Vuitton and get it bedazzled and it's going to be oh, yeah. awesome, whatever cool. it is. And then, so I went swimming and then at the time I was working nights and I went, I headed to work <laughs> and I'm driving. I had the sunroof open and I had my cowboy hat on and this Adam um, Lambert song came on. What do you want from me? 
what do you want? So I blared it and I'm singing and I'm doing like arm, like pumping my pumping fist. Pushing arms. it up, you're pushing it up. Like, hey. Okay, I'm alive, hello, I'm alive. What, what do you want from me? Whatever it is. And then there's a line that says, I think you could save my life or something. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And then there's this guy that I was right around that magic castle in Hollywood on Franklin. And I somebody's honking at me and I'm like, mm -mm, you're not messing up my, uh-uh, no, nope, not looking, not looking. And then I finally look and it's my friend Rob. <laughs> and he's talking to me and he's like I love that song too you go girl and I so I headed to work and he sends me a message that said it was so good to see you you're so full of life I hope you're doing okay <laughs> I was like um let's talk about it I will be I will be okay um and then I told my boss I might have to take some time off work soon okay Went straight um, to the beach with it though. That was tight. Straight to the beach. I literally straight to the beach. I was like, I don't know how much like I got to do this. I got to do this. That those. So I know the things that make me feel good. Going to the mountains. Going for hikes. Going to the ocean. That's the first thing that came to mind. And then I started. I I told Connie this as well. The next day I had to go and get blood tests. <clears throat> and uh, I was sitting in the 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 little waiting room and there was this beautiful little girl she was tiny and she was playing with these dolls they were disney princess dolls and <laughs> she starts telling me all their names this one's jasmine and she's going on and on and i said oh okay and i said well you're beautiful what's your name and she took all the dolls and put them very methodically in the box closed the box and turned and looked me in the face and she said, my name is Hope. And I, oh, was like, I like that. That's got, that needs to have a score underneath <gasps> it. <laughs> that needs, I, I need like, a John Williams score underneath that moment. Oh, oh <laughs> am I being punked? I said, that's <laughs> the best name I could hear all day. And the and way that she prepped it. Out. She prepped it so much. Like, I'm she gonna- She totally I'm gonna did, Art. She did. Up. That's awesome. That's dramatic. That's why I thought, this isn't, real she <laughs> literally real. was like i'm not telling until i can make an impact <laughs> and, she, and then it. i told that story to a friend and he's like oh i was i was you know i was gonna talk to you this morning and give you all this tell you uh, you can do it. he's like i don't got nothing better than that <laughs> <laughs> that's right man he said, leave it to you to, to beat me to inspiring you. I said, I didn't do it, but she a little did girl. it. Did it. And then from embrace then on, life differently, right? Writing. Yeah. What's that? No, I'm just saying you just embrace life completely differently after going through something like this. Just it approaching was, it differently. It was weird because I was devastated when my when my friend Miguel got his diagnosis. Like it, 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 oh my God, I was terrified. And for me, I was, it was different. I was mad. <laughs> uh. I said, I, I'm pissed off. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> can I say that? I don't know if I can say that, but I yeah, feel like who has yeah. time for it? Nobody has time. What's, exactly. the, what's that, that video online where the lady's like, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I know, I know. Ain't nobody got time for that. You got stuff to do. No. And it was, it's a time suck, you know? It takes up your time. You gotta 
pay attention to stuff you don't want to, like, you know, healing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my Connie and I were a part of a show years ago uh, called Jonna's Body, Please Hold. And it was a, this woman who had had, what, three types of cancer? Three times. Before she was 30 or something. Three different. And she was really young. I mean, she must have been like 19. Yeah when she ha was first diagnosed with cancer and then she was diagnosed again and there was a third time. And um, yep. so she wrote this play called Jonna's Body that talks about, I mean, basically it's all of her organs talking about the cancer and uh, it's a, it's a brilliant and show. Funny. And funny. It it's very funny. funny. And there's a video yeah. ver a, a movie version yeah. of it. We made a that movie, yeah. Tina and I both worked on. Yep. Yeah. And it was it was hard to convince people when I tell tell people, you just have to go see it. I don't yeah. if I mention the word cancer, everyone's like, nah, I'm not gonna go see it. I had another friend who's like, You how you make cancer funny? And I said, Well, that's the really important part. And there was never a part of her show where she talked about being a victim. No, not at all. And that was the, the, the humor and the, the non-victim status was what really drove me to do the project and to share it. And I never in my life thought it would be something that is what I held on to when I got my own, because I, all of those things came back, the humor, the strength, the whatever, the, all this stuff is, is nonsense. And she went with me on one of my tests and we were in the hospital laughing the whole time. And people were like, are you you're here to get cancer screening? Yeah, see? <laughs> it was at my sister's hospital and she did the screenings. She saw the tumor and she's like, uh, can you guys keep it down? Cause you're, you're disturbing, disturbing. With your laughter. And I was like, well, okay. But state of mind, would you stay, keep your mind positive? We've done a couple podcasts about it, you know, just the state of mind and the type of chemicals that are released when you laugh, the type of chemicals that are released when you're thinking positively. Those are actually adding some healing properties to whatever else is going on with the medical uh, procedures or, yeah. or, or treatments. And there was that something that you said, Gina, that you told me before um, about that your doctor told you to stop asking why. Yeah, I, so... I'm the, probably the healthiest of all of my family. And I'm the one who got the cancer. Right. And I mean, it was in my dad's family, my dad, his two brothers, his dad, his sister. Um, so it's- They all had colorectal all cancer. Had, all all yeah. had cancer, yeah. <laughs> and I was going over and over in my head, like, wait a minute, I'm, not, I'm, I'm healthy. I never felt better. I, you know, all the things that you're supposed to do to prevent. Right, you eat, you don't smoke, yeah, you I'm eat not right. A, you didn't, right, uh -huh. none of those things. And, and then I have um, a brother who smoked since he was a teenager, is alcoholic, has lived in, in parts of the world that are not in any way healthy. Um, and I was terrified for him. So he's like, oh, what, what can I do to help you? He's lived out of the country for over 20 years. So I don't see him that often, but he found out I had it. And I said, he said, what can I do to help? And I said, you can go get tested now. Because I was terrified for him. To do a colonoscopy, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like if I have it, 
you're screwed, bro. Because I was like, there's That's no the weirdness way. of it. And he goes and he gets, he's, he kept saying, no, no, no. And I said, this is the one thing you need to do for me. And he, so he went and he got tested and he's like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, I was like, exactly. oh my God, he's okay. And then I thought, oh, that's some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, how it works. <laughs> I mean, I was telling me all the time. Oh. <laughs> I'm very happy for you, but. How is it? He, you don't have it. <laughs> what? And he said, well, sis, you took one for the team. <laughs> all the stuff that he's ingesting is, is killing the stuff, but then it'll eventually all catch up to him at once. It'll be like, you'll be like, you know, you're okay for now. It's just going to hit him all at once. Trust me. It's like the toxins help for a while, and then it, then it destroys you. <laughs> so then I asked my, I told my doctor, I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I've been doing all the things I tell you. And, and he said, you need to stop. He said, you need to stop saying why and how, because those are irrelevant now. That's absolutely, it's done. You've already got it. He said, so you can't prevent, you can't prevent it now. So what you have, he said, sometimes you can do everything right. And it's just the cards that you are dealt and you have to know what to play next. And that snapped me out of the whole why, 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 what did I do wrong? Because it wasn't serving me. The, and it got me on the path of researching, getting second opinions, finding out what the best option was, and not, not worrying about the whole why. Because it, it, he was right. It was irrelevant. It was irrelevant. And, those, and I, think, I think that's part of the fear that... I mean, the colonoscopy fear is real. People don't want to do it because of a million different reasons. And one of them is obviously the prep because it's nasty. Got to drink uh, all that stuff. So they have a different <laughs> way just... of doing it now. And <laughs> my, my doctor, his name is Zuri Morell, and he's at Cedars and he does uh, a lot of um, news shows and different events where he talks about he's one of his lines is he's like I talk I talk about colons and rectums at the dinner table my family hates me but I do it he said I do it he goes you should never die from fear and you should never die from embarrassment right talk about it he's like just make it make it something you talk about and um, he is really, really wanted to make the process of getting the colonoscopy better. And he, I don't know that he developed it, but he and several other doctors developed a, a way where, so that big jug of stuff that they used to make you drink yeah. the glue lightly, yeah. Like yeah. a lot of people throw it up and then they, they don't do, it doesn't do what they need it to do. And they have to come back because the doctor can't see in there. Oh, and so <laughs> so much shit in the like way. They, exactly <laughs> when they say you're full of yeah true. <laughs> very true I literally, I literally had the experience of i thought it was one of the last times i went a lady next to me it was just you know just a curtain so i could hear i could hear her and she the doctor saying did you follow the instructions and she says yeah yeah he said but you know, I couldn't see anything. You'll have to come back. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm not coming back. And he said, but I couldn't do the test. And he said, did you, did you eat anything? 
<laughs> she said, she said, yeah, well, I just had breakfast. I had a breakfast. Oh, no. Sweet potatoes. We can't do that. Sweet like, potatoes and a burrito. What? That so doesn't eat anything. <laughs> oh, my God. But he, oh, that is the lesson. Do not eat anything on. after. You take all that liquid. I guess it was her first time. I don't know, but the instructions <laughs> are pretty clear. <laughs> don't eat. Follow the instructions for Christ's sake. I mean, they're pretty, pretty clear. They're not fun, but they're clear. But he, 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 he now has a has us do. Um, there's a a product called uh, Miralax, and it's a, it's just crystals that you put into a liquid. You put it into Gatorade or a product called Hydrolyte, and it just tastes like whatever you're drinking. It doesn't taste like that nasty stuff that makes you throw up that you can barely choke down. So for a, over the course of an hour or whatever, you just drink the Gatorade or the, the Hydrolyte uh, liquid with the Miralax in it has the same effect. So the effect is still the same, which is, you know, good times on the toilet all night. But it doesn't, it's not as disgusting to get it down. Just like you're just drinking your, your Gatorade. So a spoonful like of sugar. Gatorade. I made my doctor at these t-shirts that uh, <laughs> I mean he likes he likes the t-shirts like you have art the F cancer it's just stupid um, my doctor has those he said he wears them in the gym and people ask about them all the time um, but I made him one for my last colonoscopy that just had you know the poo emoji had the poo emoji and it said Colonoscopy, just poo it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that though. Nice play on Nike. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yep. Just poo it. Come on. I love it. Just poo it. <laughs> I mean, how many people do juice detoxes? Yeah. You know, and go for yeah. days just drinking liquids or, you know, do some kind of master cleanse or whatever it's a one two, oh it's eight, like eight. a mat it's like a cleanse it's it's yeah, drink it gets all out of there and, like clean you know, out like make make it fun get some movies and you know <laughs> well the movie have your pause button ready <laughs> like, be pausing time. coming back pausing pausing <laughs> coming back pausing <laughs> coming back but for christ's sakes the next morning don't eat a breakfast that's the whole point of all that stuff you go through. That oh, shit is coming out of you for oh a reason. Why would you eat a breakfast? So she she deserved that. I don't <laughs> totally, care. Totally, totally did. I mean, there was no there was no reason not to fall. I, anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So so we have a whole month de dedicated colorectal. This is the first time I'm hearing about it because of my sister's situation. I'm more aware of the breast cancer awareness month. There's probably a month for every type of cancer out there, probably, mm -hmm. or a lot of them anyway. It's, it's very likely, yeah. But it's great that we could so, bring some um, focus and attention to something that is very preventable and that is very treatable on top of that, you know? Treatable and preventable, well, preventable to a certain extent as far as getting it to turn into cancer, you know? So, like, it's great information and the, the, your, your resilience and your approach to it is the key, the humor the making sure that your medical team is doing the right things for you. <laughs> you have a great doctor, obviously, a great fucking doctor. 
and then you know kind of just getting the the thing handled early right yeah and then working around the whole insurance thing that was a whole challenge yep yeah yep. and then um tell us about the t-shirts <laughs> well they they all kind of had an origin for different like that that the one art is wearing f cancer it's just stupid that's just the first thing that came came to my head like come on this it's really stupid it's wasting my time it's stupid and then I, I had had a um a bit of a falling out with my sister and as soon as she found out that I had my diagnosis she runs the radiology department at her hospital. So immediately she was on board getting me my test, making sure that I you know, was get, got in there and got the right doctors to, to see me. And um, so that's where this shirt came from. Cancer, bringing friends and families together for years. Very true, very true. So, and then the other one that I did came from one day where I was just feeling I don't know, maybe it was the day of hope, meeting hope and, and getting hope. Um, but I just started writing down all of the positive things that I was experiencing. Oh, I love this story. And I, so I called it the side effects of cancer. And I just started like, I'm like, oh my gosh, tenacity, courage, love, support. Food, people were bringing me food. <laughs> you get lots of you know, cookies, get, like their people were giving me food and, and I got time off of work. Oh my gosh, like, there were all of these positive things that I, I didn't want to ignore because I needed to hold on, on, on to them. Um, especially once I had the surgery because it was quite a bit of recovery and I had to give myself these daily victories. Like one of, one of them was to be able to walk across the street through the crosswalk before the light changed because I was that person that everyone honking at, like, come on, get across the street. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And my, it took me a couple of weeks, oh but that was- my ass is hurting right now. <laughs> No, it wasn't, it wasn't the ass, but... Oh, it wasn't the ass? Okay. <laughs> no, it was where they cut, where they cut everything open in the abdomen. Oh. It, you forget all the things that your, you know, that your core really helps you do, like laugh, sneeze, like all those things are really, really beautiful. Yeah, anything, any movement starts with your abs. <laughs> but it's the daily, I, I had a, I had a log of daily triumphs, um, you know, being able to, in fact, I, this is super fun to talk about, but after the surgery, you were worried, you're worried that it will, everything will work again. <laughs> oh, and they no. sent me home before that works. <laughs> and they, they also have you on all these, you know, this IV of morphine and all these painkillers, which also stops you from doing the things you're supposed to do. So they sent me home and I hadn't done that yet. And I'm like, there was no poo. There was no poo. And I'm thinking, is a, is a poo going to kill me? Like, like that's, <laughs> that's what was going through my head because the what, what if it doesn't work? <laughs> Says the girl with the they just poo it shirts, just poo it. But I was scared to poo for a minute though. I didn't know I would die. Yes. Uh, 
they no one mentioned that like no one <laughs> talked about at, at you know at home they took i mean probably a foot they took over a foot of the colon so you're thinking well, I guess I didn't need it, but does, is it all going to work? Like there are things that you don't, that aren't part yeah, of the Because they have to take that, then they have to sew it back together. And then you're like, hopefully that heals. It doesn't <laughs> leak, right? That's. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And that's, there's a, there's a, an organization called Immerman Angels and they're unique in their support in that, they pair you with a mentor um, who has gone through the exact type of cancer that you have. So even if it's something super, super rare, there's somebody out there that has gone through it um, and they pair you with that, with that person. I myself did several phone calls and meeting up with people and, and talks and helped people through what I had already been through. Because of course you, your friends and family can help you, but um, having someone that has experienced the same thing can really give you the strength that you, that you need to say, oh, okay, this is normal. Oh, okay, I don't have to be scared about this. You can't always reach your doctors. A lot of times you can't, so. Yeah, and yeah. there was somebody that called you about that same issue, right? Yes, yeah, uh-huh. I, uh, I had several people um, refer friends and family to me to speak mm -hmm. to them about, about it. And they all said that it was super helpful. It was helpful to me when, when it was me. Um, I remember <laughs> one of the other things that I did was I had a, I had a party, <laughs> a pre-surgery party. My, so my roommate who, had just became a U.S. citizen. He was, oh, hey, welcome to America. You have cancer. Um, that was that was his thing. So we decided to have this all-American F cancer party. And so we, I had the shirts made up and then people came and um, everyone signed my abdomen where they were going to cut open. They, they wrote messages to the tumor F off, Gina's got you beat, you know, whatever, oh, whatever awesome. it was. And so my, I had all these, this marker all over. I said, oh, my doctor's <laughs> going to freak out when he has to cut all this open. But, um, and it was fun. I had friends come to that who were confused because they wanted to be sad. <laughs> they were like, we've never been to anything like this before. I said, you know what? Come on. It's kind of ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. It's stupid. Let's give it a name and laugh at it. Yeah. And that's what Jonna did with her show. She gave the cancers names, gave them <laughs> characters. Mm -hmm. And once you name it and look it in the face, you're, you, you got it beat. I feel like that's, that's it. You got it beat. And it's never you. I, I never felt like a victim because I never thought cancer had a chance against me. Yep. Wow. So. That's a great way to uh, punctuate and put a period, period. On, the, on the way to be and the way to go about these things. Um, I don't know, Connie, you got anything else out there? Wow, I love that story. <laughs> and I love those shirts. And they, um, So anyways, if you have anybody out there wants a shirt. Uh, we'll put um, the Gina's website 
so you can check out the shirts. Um, so if you or anybody that you know, <laughs> and um, we'll put that link there so you guys can check her shirts out. Um, and I don't, I don't know, there, I, there were so many stories. Gina and I talked about this. I mean, obviously Gina and I have known each other a long time and um, I've heard so many stories and, and Gina's always had such an upbeat attitude towards it. And I think her approach to it has been so powerful and so encouraging. So I just want to thank Gina <laughs> for being on our show today. Absolutely. And, um, she came with the business yeah. today. She's like, let me talk about it real quick. So she gave you the, a lot of information. Um, and yeah. you, you, you'll definitely be able to um, make some wise decisions based on what you've heard today. So go get checked out, right? Pretty much just go get, go checked out. Yeah, it seems like the, the whole process doesn't seem that bad. Because when I heard that, I was like, oh, that seems like, Hmm. Like, you know, no. people go, oh, we don't want that colorectal exam, but it right. doesn't seem like you even remember it. <laughs> it no, seems you, like they put well, you out. There's nothing about it that it. you remember. I, in fact, I had what, like, what Art was talking about. The first time I had mine, I got the Twilight one, which is Demerol and Versed, I think. Um, it's, I was awake for a good part of it. I saw the tumor on the screen. I, I heard the people talking about it. So I was freaked out about it. But from then on, my doctor only uses, and I ask for it by name, is the Diprovan, which is Propothal, the Michael Jackson drug. So I know what Mike was talking about with that drug. I'm so sorry he had someone that did not know how to administer it because it is deadly, if not used correctly. But if used correctly, it's amazing. Like the best sleep I've ever, I literally would just, have a colonoscopy just to get 20 minutes of real sleep <laughs> yeah exactly you don't know what's going on you wake you i mean they're talking to you they put it in this in your iv and you're like oh you just it's that's it that's it you're done wow. 20 minutes nothing too you're invasive home. about right. it that you can I'm actually tell thing. yeah and the in the diprovan is is a it has a less groggy effect. My last colonoscopy, I was back home at work at my desk. I worked from home, but I went back to work by 9 a.m. I worked all day and then went to a class till 10 that night. And then when I got home, I was, I wrote for a couple hours, like I was writing and I, I was, like, oh, I told one of my friends, my God, we could, we should be able to get this on the street. This stuff is so great. I love it so much. No, I love it. That's the talk of an, an addict. <laughs> I said, that. I don't care. You That's can't it. get addicted to it unless you're Michael Jackson. You can pay for somebody to give it to you because they're not. It's it's only injectable. It's not on the street. It's not like it's not usually something that's abused. Um, and it's amazing. Who yeah, those drugs are good. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Even when I woke up in the wheelchair, I was like, woo. <laughs> Ooh, I feel so good. I could do so many good things today. I just love everything and everybody today. Everything's great. So, I mean, like, just don't be afraid for those silly reasons. Like she said, fear, dumb reason to get cancer is fear. Dumb reason is because you're not educated on things. Just listen to Gina because she's been through it and she's the most positive person I've met in a very long time. I promise mm -hmm. you the attitude that you have towards this is also going to help you get through whatever, whatever obstacles you may face and and Gina, you're just uh, amazing for coming on here and just sharing your story and sharing your 
perspective, you know, um, with all of our millions of listeners across the world. <laughs> and, and whoever, and any of your listeners, I'm happy to be a mentor for them as well. Anybody has questions about the screening, about going through it, about what af afterwards, I'm, I'm happy to talk to them. My doctor is someone who is on Instagram and giving information all the time. He's amazing, upbeat. He's, he, he's, I chose him for that because the other opinions gave me the same thing. They all said the same thing. I, you have to, I said, I don't want to do surgery. No, no, you have to do it. Like you have to do it. There's no, but he is, was the difference in that his attitude was, you got this. We all got this. We can do this. And, and he said too, that his patients, that that's one of the things that he talks about the most in getting through it is is the attitude and i, I and believing I, that you're going to get through yeah, it i don't yeah. feel like i was always the most positive person but this i was through this <laughs> i don't i don't know that i always because he asked i remember him asking my mom is your, is your daughter always been this positive and we both looked at each other and we're like no <laughs> no <laughs> that's the only person i know gina is the positive side i promise you you're going to have to give us all that info. We'll get that, gather that from you, how to contact you, your doctor, yeah. all the information that you have out there that's available. We'll put below uh, the F Cancer t-shirts. She has many more t-shirts and she just has some of the most solid information and solid um, energy that you yeah. can think of having. Really, yeah. really, really, really. You're amazing. Um, yeah. You're amazing. So, you know. That's what we got here um, for this uh, episode, this special episode, Colorectal Cancer Month. Talk with the lovely Gina Kay. She joined us today. We appreciate her. And, uh, you know, come back again for some mo shit next week, some mo infotainment. <laughs> mo shit. Just some poo it. Shit. Colon Just poo it. Just, Just poo, poo it. it. Yep. <laughs> um, so we're going to close her out. Um, you, I'm Art. And I'm Connie. Go ahead, Gina. And that's Gina Kay. <laughs> and this is the Get Up Team podcast. So thanks it's, for joining us. Yep. And remember, yep. eat don't sunshine for sheet. breakfast. <sighs> and don't be a sleep sheet. Uh, never, it never goes the way we should have <laughs> Thank you, guys. Talk to you later. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs>